This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Trying to go off the deep end here. Trying, trying. We got a bit of ground to cover. We're going through uh, cartoons. They they took a serious, serious hit today. Like right. one of the guys has been with the Simpsons since uh, the creation, really. Yeah, it was our late eighties, right? Yeah, nineteen eighty nine. Yeah, and he's been hanging out, writing, producing. John Michael Mendel, that yeah. guy. Been with The Simpsons since 89. He's been with Rick and Morty pretty much since the beginning of Rick and Morty. I didn't know that. I thought it was all uh, Roland and Harmon. See, that's what I thought, too. And cause I guess he was like, says he was a senior, senior produ- producer. So he was at the end of the show. Yeah. Making sure everything was the way it was supposed to be. So, like, he was the guy that went through right before it went to air, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I got you. And pretty much just kind of guided the writers and stuff. Because, you know, he had such a long-standing run with The Simpsons, dude. And The Simpsons, 31 years now? 32? 
And it's been good for that long. Yeah. It's <laughs> been a great show. I no. It's been man, it's been it's been one of the best cartoons I've ever I've watched it since I was a kid, man. I still watch it this day. I'll 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 sit around on Sunday afternoon and watch The Simpsons all day. Man, I didn't start watching it till uh I think like early twenties. Oh, dude. Yeah. Dude. It wasn't allowed in the house, man. See, my dad, I, my dad loved it. Loved that shit. I'm like, we didn't, uh, I don't know, it was weird, man. Like, uh, uh, only so many things was allowed on the TV when we were young. And like, when we got older, since we didn't really get to watch what we wanted, I mean, still to this day, yeah. I, I don't really care a whole lot about TV. Yeah, yeah, see, that would be good for me. I know. I love TV, dude. Like I said, man, I'll sit here and I will watch an entire episode just like before I have to go to work. Yeah. Now, like with the advent of like smartphones and like that is how I kept up with, you know. Really? Yeah. That's how I started watching The Simpsons was like on my lunch breaks. Okay. And um, same with Rick and Morty. I was put on it, you know, by a coworker. He said, "This you like The Simpsons, you're going to love this. Yeah. It's a, it's a brilliant show. See, I watched it. I started with it season two. I didn't watch season one. I didn't start watching it until season two. Okay. So I'm still kind of a noob to it, as you know. Oh, dude! Like I was telling you out there, um, like I talk. We could go off the deep end with Rick and Morty when you get caught yeah, up. Just because I like just getting on Reddit threads and like just reading everybody's conspiracy theories about. Like I was telling you, it's like there is some that believe that they're not following the original Rick and Morty anymore. That the row got swapped when they uh, swapped Jerry's. That makes sense. At the Jerry it daycare. Absolutely makes sense. I wonder, I wonder how season four is going to go. And then you have yeah. Evil Morty. Yeah. It's going to be. It's strange because that that fan theory you were talking about it actually makes sense. Yeah. You could see it. You could see it being fact. Well, I think and, that's like really good writing on uh, Rollin and Harmon, and at the same time, that's just like a really good imagination from the fans man like, oh yeah I could spend hours reading these things that that even goes in with uh, dude I've read you know I'm a King of the Hill fan getting off another propane yeah propane and propane accessories there's fan theories that uh, Bill's actually Bobby's dad and Hank's just kind of Peggy's husband I read that they spun it to where it made sense. Dang. You know? So, you know, because that narrow urethra thing with Hank or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I was holding that. <laughs> I was just like fucking with it. I don't know why. Yeah. Well, you know, I've been doing, I do that shit. That was a lighter last time. Lighter. <laughs> it's escalating. It's escalating. Now it's napkin. Straw paper. Who's that? I don't know, man. I'm just fidgety, dude. <laughs> I'm just fidgety. <laughs> the uh, Rick and Morty dude, I'm I'm a fan. I think I'm more of a fan of Morty than I am Rick, though. I know that's weird. Huh. Morty's kind of like the voice of reason for Rick. I see. Yeah, for sure. He's like, oh no. Yeah. You know? Yeah, he is. Uh, he's definitely the moral compass of the two. Oh, jeez. Yeah, that's oh, geez, it. Rick. Oh, jeez. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And it's sad to say that he's the moral compass because, you know. But, I mean, in, uh, like, if you want to talk about that, like, I think they do such a good job of character development as far as, like, a worldview and what Rick believes because, like, there are times when you literally think that this guy really does think that he's God. And you could, you could, you know, the character development's been so well with all of them. You could run a spin yeah. through any of their eyes. Oh yeah, I mean that's kind of what they've done. Like with season two, um, you develop, you know, yeah. you started developing the girls. Yeah. And then, uh, and then season three, like it kind of blew out um, more of the multiverse, and like yeah. you got to see more, and you got to see an evil Morty, and like if you remember back episodes gone by. Um, Rick uh, you can tell I think that was Rick's original Morty because he always makes comments about how Morty's treated yeah and he was like that's how he broke last time we don't need to do that yeah yeah okay yeah. that makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. I don't know man <laughs> if it's the original Morty then who is It's it's not the original Rick with the original Morty or no it's original you have like I said if you believe in like the swap yeah it's like currently no you don't have original Rick but during that time that okay. was that was original Rick talking okay. talking about breaking his first Morty yeah 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 I remember that one yeah I was just watching The Simpsons last Sunday I think the time traveler was the time traveling no it wasn't time traveling episode there was a there was a reference to something though hell I can't remember what it was now it was but no it was blatantly they were making fun of all the conspiracy of the references to them yeah isn't it like season 31 episode 3 or so dude awesome I wish I could remember what it was about you know, you watch so many episodes in a row, you're just like, what am I on now? It kind of just blends together. I know, man. Like, we were going in. When you said that time traveler, dude, who do you think it is? Do you think there is a time traveler that's a writer for The Simpsons? That's a conspiracy right there, isn't it? Do you think it is? I think there is. I I th- th- it's fun to believe that Matt Gronin is a time traveler, but uh, do I really believe that? No. <laughs> How does it? How can they have so many? How can it be so many coincidences? Yes, yeah, it's, it's almost like it happens so much that it's not a coincidence anymore. It's yeah. It's happenstance or yeah. It's it's like foreknowledge. Or either you're looking you're looking for something that's similar enough. Yeah. S- some sort of situation. But like some of those situations are like just spot on and like the detail, you know, even like all the. Um, things they done like with Trump like there was like two or three instances of like Trump like referencing like when you look at a still frame photograph it is like and one scene of the Simpsons he, like his character's going down an elevator yeah it's spot on yeah. spot on even and, even like with some of the people who were in the background yeah like they were Asian signs people and, and signs yeah, and, yeah. I don't know man it's it's too it ha- like you say it happens too often uh huh for there not to be some sort of truth. And even with uh, time traveling itself, there has to be some sort of truth that goes in with Trump. 
Oh yeah, yeah. I know a little bit about this. You know, is uh, it something? It's something about his son, great great grandfather or something. Yeah. During the Nikola Tesla time, apparently, he was one of the investigators that was investigating Nikola Tesla's research, mm-hmm. and supposedly he took the plans for the time machine. Yeah. That's 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 one theory I ran in on time travel. Just to jump down on that, because I I do believe time travel is a thing. Because you've seen the photos from the Simpsons of the time before, with Trump going down the escalator, the lady holding the sign "Go Trump," him waving with two fingers. It's almost spot on, and it happened years before. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know how they do it without somebody being there with some some foreseen knowledge. I mean, it's like it's it's too many details, and it happens too often. With this, with the Super Bowl uh, uh, halftime shows, mm-hmm. they're doing that, and it's like. And what's so bad? Like, what's the distance on time, man? Like, sometimes they'll do it like three years before it happens. Yeah, yeah. Or longer than that, it seems like. How long did it take them for the? Who was it? Madonna flying around on stage. What Super Bowl was that? That was like what four years ago now. Oh gosh, man! They've been so. I think it's been longer than that. Four to five years ago. I don't. I don't know. And uh, they did it. I want to say like a year before that with the Simpsons movie. Or hell, has it been longer than that? When did the Simpsons? Movie? I'm gonna say oh nine. I'm gonna say oh nine. That'd be about right. That, that's that's close. I, I would maybe even. I would probably date it like 2007. Damn man, see that's that time, dude. It just slips away. Let's see what you got. What's googly moogly saying over here? 2007. You were right. Uh, Holy shit. Every now and then I get one. Time, dude. I want to say. You notice how things haven't really changed since 2007? I don't know, man. I think it's changed a lot, to be honest. Some places. Some things. I don't know. It's been, uh, it's almost seemed like a constant change, man, to me. It's like, think about how, for better or worse, more progressive people are, especially when things such as uh, marijuana. Yeah. In some states, it's legal now. In a lot of states, it's for medical use. Most, most... I think, what is it, 23 states now have some sort of medical marijuana? That's right. Well, medical cannabis, because mm-hmm. they don't like the term marijuana, you know. Man, we was uh, driving up to Nashville, and uh, it was on the interstate uh, between, um, oh, hell, we're just on the southwest side of Nashville, is all I can tell you. Was that 55 or something? Yeah, something like that, yeah. And, uh, like, I saw grow hemp, be, yeah, a, yeah, be, yeah. A, be a hemp former. And, like, what's crazy is, like, man, there is a lot of money to be made in that. Because that, that hemp is the ant. It makes a better T-shirt. Yeah. It's bi- it biodegrades in, like, six weeks. Like, and you can make your food containers out of this. You can make storage. I mean, like, the possibilities of hemp is almost endless, the uses that it has. Yeah, well, you know, I like to travel. Like, up. you could almost quit cotton. Yeah, oh, absolutely, because it's so much more efficient. Yeah. I, you know, I go up to that, that area quite a bit, man. That's like 
Nashville and uh, southwestern Kentucky, dude, mm-hmm. they're all about some hemp because they've seen the money. Yeah, they've man. seen the money. Because it's what is it four times or a, a a plot of hemp four times smaller than a plot of cotton, or the plot of hemp four times smaller will make the same amount of cotton. It's some it's some crazy like that. Yeah, I mean it, it's everything is like all things are pointing to weed and nobody's seeing it mm-hmm. we're getting shown what'll fix our economy yeah and nobody's seeing it, would, it, would, it, it would take pharmaceutical and all that big business out yeah. if it was done right like I think the government's gonna absolutely try to get theirs oh man you know there's gonna be NBC stores or CBC stores like there are ABC stores yeah. You know it's going to be like that. You know there, there's not going to be... There no, you know as soon as it goes legal, it's never going to be the way it was. Or the way it should be. Yeah. The places that got it figured out, they already got it. It's already legal. They already got their legislation in place. Yeah. And we're, we're going to catch the scraps and take the runs from people like Florida that went concentrates only, and it's super expensive. Mm-hmm. Well, now that I think they just legalized flour that'll implement in January. Florida needs it, man. Florida's such a wild place. Well, what they're saying, well, you know, they're putting out all these articles now about how medical marijuana helps the uh, elderly, helps dementia, helps, yeah. basically helps. And CBD, if you don't want the, you know, psychoactive, man, it's it's changing folks' lives. It really is. Especially if you get good quality CBD. You know, I think I think the hemp dry CBD does one thing. And then I think if you're getting like a bud derived CBD, I think you're going to get a better a better feeling cuz you're 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 separating it from the THC itself. And just getting the CBD. And then they had the CBD flower, which I think the Charlotte's Web that they have available in Alabama, mm-hmm. that strain, is uh, like 0.03% THC and point, or it's like, I can't remember the CBD points, but it's the only bud-derived CBD plant that I know of is available around. Charlotte's Web's the only strain of a CBD dominant bud that I know of that's actually made of reefer. Like it's actually got reefer in it. Yeah. The rest of it, I don't know what to think about the hemp derived shit, man. I mean, it's good. I mean, it's part of it, I guess. I don't know. I don't know a whole lot about it, but I think there's a whole lot of things that, um, that would totally change the game, man. If we could just fucking get people behind it, man. They just think you're trying to grow weed if you're trying to grow hemp. Oh, you just want to grow weed. When really it kills... Hemp's not weed. Kills every illegal grow within... Every illegal outdoor grow within a seven-mile radius. Hemp does. Turns into hemp. Mm-hmm. You can smoke hemp, but you'd have to smoke a lot of hemp. It's not made for that. 
it's, yeah. made, it's made for use. Like, uh, I mean, like I said, it's better than cotton as far as clothing. Yeah. I think it treats uh, illnesses and ailments better. Uh, even. We well, can get all the best parts. Yeah. You get all the best parts of the bud. None of the, none of the, you know, psychoactive part. None of the trichomes or any of that. Which mm-hmm. sometimes your illness might need that. It's great we have CBD available. I'm just worried people are treating it more of a snake oil type thing, though. Oh, that's a point. I think right now it's such a big boom, and it does help. It does make you feel better. It's not going to cure you. The hemp drive CBD, I don't think it's going to really cure anything. It'll it'll alleviate symptoms. I'm that's sure. What, that's what I think. I'm not, I'm not saying like uh, it's a it's a for all end all. No, I mean I would never I would never for the hemp drive CBD stuff. I would never give up my medicine for it. You know, I would never stop taking my prescribed medicine. Well, yeah, I mean, I think it would depend on what you had. Yeah, well, yeah. You know, if you just had a little depression, yeah, you could you could fix that with CBD. Anxiety. That's the thing. It's like I think uh, that was the first thing I think about, like, uh, I think it would be the end all for anxiety. Maybe not all of it. I think some people get more anxious when they get stoned, but. Well, see, that's, that's that psychoactive side that's doing yeah. that. It's giving them the increased heart rate and uh, the, uh, I mean, if you ain't never really got down, it can make you trip. Like, it might make stuff get wavy, especially with as potent as the stuff is these days. True. I didn't think about that. Like, I know a lot of people, it'll cripple some people. It'll make it to where they don't want to go out. Yeah. I mean, I've seen it. You know. I've, I've been with somebody that's like, oh, no. I cannot. I will not. Yeah. I'll be locked in my bedroom for the rest of the day. But I sense of paranoia. And I'm like, that's that's really just a you thing, I think. Mm-hmm. And they're like, eh, yeah. And well, I had that argument, and then I started realizing that no, nah, it really is a them thing, and it really does mess with them. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. I used to give people grief, and they're like, mm-mm. Now I'm like, oh, no, okay, okay, that's cool. You know? Because some people, man, with the way things are now, you can't handle it. Can't handle it. And that's why I think it's good to have a CBD, because it's opening people's mind to, hey, it's not just reefer. They're not just trying to grow reefer. Mm -hmm. They're trying to actually help stuff get better and not rely so much on medicine. That's the big thing I see is, I think that's why there's so much fear, is because the pharmaceutical companies are worried that people aren't going to be as reliant on medicine. And that's where the money is. They're like, oh no, this person's got to get the Xanax and this Prozac. That's a, that's a crappy road to go down. It is, man. Because that's a boxing, what you get prescribed to get taken yeah, off. Yeah, to get off is worse it's than worse. the damn... Norco or whatever. Yep. And that's the problem, dude. They don't want you, they want you sick. They want you sick. They can they can help sick. They can't help fixed. Yeah. Just a revolving door, man. Yeah. It's oh you came in here on this, we're gonna give you this to help counteract that, and then you get this and then you're like Arr. 
You know, I've seen people wig out on some boxing more than I've seen the withdrawals. And like the, it seemed like to me, like I've never, I've never really messed with pills, man. I, I never really liked them. But um, it seemed like to me, watching friends go through it, it seemed like a, uh, the painkiller uh, withdrawal wasn't near as painful or as rough as the Suboxone withdrawal. Well, I imagine, yeah, I imagine that for sure. Cause that's they, you know, everything they give you to treat what you got, the side effects are worse than what you have. Uh-huh. I had a, when I hurt my back, um, golly, it's been almost a year and a half ago now. Like, um, I forgot what was even wrong with it now. It's been so long in it. Uh, They tried to prescribe me um, some Norcos, and I I was like, this dude, ibuprofen. Yeah. I'm not going to take it anyway. Um, And I just did yoga and physical therapy and just... Each week, got a little bit better. Yeah. And for the most part, it's fixed. Yeah. Like my, uh, I, uh, you know, I fell down. I dislocated my shoulder, fractured it. Yeah, you had a rough weekend. Yeah, it was a rough one. Fell down, dislocated my shoulder. Yeah. It's still, man, I still don't have a, you know, I'm I'm only at about 45% with the shoulder right now. Yeah. Got shot. Got shot. Yeah. Way to go. Accidentally. <laughs> That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. But yeah, man. Shoulder the whole time has been worse than the gunshot. That's a 40 cal. Caught me right in my inner thigh, man. Yeah. Little beast thing, huh? It was, it was about 12. 12 beasts. Cause I went, dude. I went down. I went down so hard. I didn't even try and catch myself. Like I ain't trying to stop. I just went directly down. I got really lucky though. It went straight to the fat, like straight through the little fat in my inner thigh. Yeah. Missed my femoral, and missed my junk. More worried about the junk than anything. Had to pull khaki short pieces out of my, out of my ball sack for a while. That was fun. Wow, that's graphic. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, but yeah, now the gunshot, you know, it's all helium stuff. It's nice. The shoulder. God, don't ever hurt your shoulder. Have you hurt your shoulder? Uh, yeah, but I never went to the doctor. I think it's like a rotator cup thing Yeah. from playing baseball. Yeah. But uh, some days it'll bother me and some days it don't. Dude, this has been the absolute worst pain I've ever had in my life, my shoulder. I swear it has been. It sucks. It's crippling, too, because, like... You don't know if, how much you do with it. Yeah, man. And you don't know how much it controls, like, uh, just being able to pick shit up, you know? Yeah, dude. <laughs> dude, like, I, I I would be struggling to, like... Hey, I'm not, yeah, I'm, not ta- I'm talking about just doing regular things. I'm not talking about, like... Going on to the gym and working out with it. Yeah. I'm, I'm just talking about everyday stuff. Yeah, like trying to bring the sandwich up to your face. Yeah. Yeah. That sucks because you, you hurt so bad, you don't want to do nothing with it because then it hurts more. I tell you what else sucks. I I think it's worse than breaking a bone is a, a sprained ankle. The high Man. ankle sprain. Mm. My ankle I think I'd rather be time. shot than that happen. I had, I've, I've sprained my ankle one time. 
And I was like, I told my dad, I was like, I wish it would have broke. Yeah, I you wish know? I'd have broke it. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, damn. Yeah. I was like, this sucks. I was on crutches for like, uh, took like three weeks to be able to put weight on it, man. It's a crappy time, man. I imagine. Because, dude, I, like, I just kind of, I didn't even go to the doctor about it. I just kind of, you know, just let it be. I was playing disc golf. I couldn't play disc golf for about three months. Couldn't walk on it hardly. Wild ass Saturday. <laughs> Completely wild. Mm. It was one of the wildest. And I slept on it. I slept on the wound and the dislocated shoulder all night for like 12 hours. That's good. Lucky I didn't die. Dude, I'm lucky to be alive, man. I'm one of the luckiest motherfuckers on the planet. Ain't no joke. Yeah. I, I need to go buy some lottery tickets. Hey, let's go. I wish I could have went down to the casino and like put it all on black just one time right after I got out of the hospital, man. Just shot the whole load right then. Man, yeah. I survived, dude. That's the whole thing. And I'm going to tell you, changed my perspective on a lot of stuff. Really? Yes, sir. Absolutely. Getting that close to death changes your life. I've been there a few times. And uh, you re- I have reevaluated a lot of things from my already reevaluated state. Mm. And this was sober reevaluation, so you know it was real. It was a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. And dude, I'm. It's been one of the craziest experiences I've ever had in my life is getting shot, dude. When I was in the emergency room, they had to, uh, dude, I was almost, like, completely, like, blocked from all the pain medicine. They had to, they had to give me two doses of Dilaudid. Still didn't touch it. The shoulder, gunshot was fine. I was walking around fine. Two doses of Dilaudid for the shoulder. Still didn't touch it. Had to give me two doses of Ativan on your shoulder. Still didn't touch it. When they were resetting it, they had to give me ketamine twice. You was in pain. To keep me asleep. I kept waking up. Mm. Dude, one time when I came back, I looked over at the nurse that was doing something to my arm, and I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and she said nothing. Go back to sleep. And I said, okay. I got put to sleep one time, man. It was, I think I was like 11. I was in a bad car accident. Yeah. And uh, I remember the whole way up there, the ambulance driver was my neighbor. And, uh, well, he rode in the back. He wasn't the driver, but he was the guy hanging out in the back, you know. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the whole way up there, he's like, Alan, don't fall asleep. Don't fall asleep. And I said, uh, Why? He said, you might not wake up. Well, I don't know if you were concussed. If you fall asleep, yeah, you, you might not you might not come back. I said, okay. And I remember uh, finally getting to the hospital and being rushed to surgery. And that doctor, uh, you know, they gave me the, uh, what is it that puts you to sleep? What is it that? Oh, the, they either give you, uh, they give you ketamine if they're just doing a light sleep or if they really put you under put you under? I was put out. Oh, you were out, out? Yeah. That is, uh, shit, I can't remember what that is, but I but know dude, you go down, down, yeah. I remember, like, leaving my room to go to the surgery room. 
like going down the hall. And I remember the doctor having a conversation with me, and it was short and sweet. He said, think about Daffy Duck. And I said, Daffy? Out. Gone. <laughs> they, uh, when I was coming back, I looked over at the like pile of nurses that was standing there. And I say, have, uh, you know that movie Big Fish? It's one of my favorite movies of all time. Oh, yeah, I know that, man. That was, um, do you know J.C. Hildreth? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, he was my roommate down in Mobile for two years. Mm -hmm. That was one of his favorite movies. Yeah, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. But uh, he's a fan of that director. Oh, Tim Burton? Yeah, huge Tim Burton fan. I like that movie. You know, it's just like, uh, I mean, it's exactly the title of the show, you know? Yeah, it's Big Fish. Yeah. And uh, I was like, I look over at him, I'm like, y'all ever seen that movie Big Fish? And I look out now, he's about to... About to tell all one. his secrets and they were like no nah, that's just his favorite movie he's fine and I didn't I was just like y'all know that movie and then I came back yeah it was great they thought I was gonna tell them some shit <laughs> I wasn't gonna tell them cause I mean they're like all the nurses was like we would be in a medically induced coma right now <laughs> dang man I'm like, yeah, I, I kind of, I live a pretty wild life back in my childhood, you know. Yeah. Got meaning, tolerance. Huh? Meaning, you know, a few weeks ago, whatever, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, I didn't even, dude, I didn't even feel any, I didn't even get fucked up. The only thing that Ativan did was make me talk slower. The only thing that ketamine did was make me go to sleep. Shoulders hurting so bad. Tell you one that got me. I used to, uh, when I was in community college, I got, uh, I got a little heavy on the Adderalls. Oh man! And uh, it always made me talk fast. Yeah. Like I felt like I'd done everything faster. I felt like I was just a hundred miles an hour. Yeah, all over the place. It's just a amphetamine, though. You know. Yeah, I was about to say, I mean, you're doing meth, man. Yeah. Yeah, you're just doing meth yeah. instead of a high school dropout cooking it up. Yeah. Kenneth cooked that up for you. Yeah, exactly. I was making A's, though. Hey, man. <laughs> Super focused. Yeah. Dude, I was doing homework on the spot. Yeah, I bet. Like yeah, they, yeah. they would put the assignment up on the board, and like I would spend the whole class just doing that, not even worried about what they were talking about. Holy shit. <laughs> Hell no, I was like, what? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, don't call on me, dude. Yeah, I'm in the middle of something. Yeah. You I know? I got places to be this afternoon, and I'm not trying to study up on this crap. I'm yeah. going to go ahead and get it done now. Yeah, I was going ahead and do this right now. Yeah. I did the same thing. with like, uh, you ever do any college? I went uh, I went to trade school. You Man, know, I, I always... parts uh, out of metal in my real life. I hated English until, too, until the last semester I took English. And, like, I wish I would have done more with it. Yeah. I used to hate writing. Yeah. And, uh... It was like ass backwards my last semester of doing it. Like I learned to enjoy it because I got uh, finally learned how to write a paper. Like we didn't learn that at South Lamar. Oh yeah. And I didn't learn it at Shelton State. And then when I got to University of Mobile, it was like, you know, like a yeah. university level standard of writing, and yeah. I was I couldn't do it. I had like, to go to writing classes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 
I like I like writing now. I hated it when I was in school. I still screw up like, um, you know, where to put a comma. Yeah, commas. <laughs> Those damn Oxford commas. I'm telling you, when to leave in, what to leave out. Yeah. I, can I just I just use it as uh, somebody says you don't need a comma there. Like I wanted to take a breath when I was reading it there. That's that's what I use a comma for a lot. Yeah. And that's why I'm wrong a lot. Yeah, that's it exactly. Because I want to I want to write like I talk. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. that's tough. Yeah. Well, man, let's while we're talking about movies, had a death. Oh man, a big one, super yeah. huge one. Yeah. Don't you like clowns? Why? <laughs> no, Captain Spalding, dude, Sid Hag. He passed away, man. He he had fallen and had some complication and his got fluid of some sorts in his lungs. Mm-hmm. And uh he his wife had uh said that he was getting out of ICU and getting better. And he had you know, she said that he's improving greatly. This was one day, dude, before he passed away. He's recovering greatly. Can't wait to see all of, all of his fans in the next day. It's the worst, man. It's that stigma, dude. Rob Zombie films, man. Every single one of them, a major cast member, has passed away before or around the release. Everyone. Well, all of the Firefly family movies. You know, House of Thousand Corpses. Devil's Rejects. Yeah. And now Three from Hell. Three from Hell. So it has one more showing this week, and yeah. then they'll finally start working to get it on Blu-ray, right? Yep. Yeah. Blu-ray should be out sometime in October, they're hoping. I heard. Perfect. I can't wait to see the movie. I want to go Thursday, man. I would. I mean, I would, but... uh Work I, Friday would suck. Yeah. I got a game. I'm getting older, man. I can't do it like I used to. <laughs> I mean, I wonder, I wonder how much that Uber would cost. God, I bet that would be expensive. You think? Yeah. Forty bucks. From here to Birmingham. How many? How much is it a mile? It'd be more than you want to pay, really. Yeah. Though. Be cheaper to rent a limo. That'd be a way to ball out there with yeah, it. Yeah, just rent a limo. Champagne. <laughs> Pick us out. I, I want to see it, but now that Captain Spalding's died, man, I don't know. I don't know if I want to see it now. I know that he doesn't have a very big part in the movie. You know, he was kinda, he sick during the filming process? He he he. From what I what from what Rob Zombie's posted is he was very very sick. Before, you know, during and before. So he probably carried that infection for a while. Oh, yeah. He probably had the infection somewhere else. And he fell down and the pocket ruptured. It's probably like some sort of cyst or something, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's unfortunate, man. Uh, I always dug his character. Well, you know, I didn't know he had been acting <coughs> for as long as he had, dude. He's, he's, since <clears throat> 1967. Yeah, I was looking at that list of movies that he had been in, and like, uh, 
There's a lot of movies I watched. I didn't even realize it was him. Big time, because he looks so much different in the, in, as Captain Spaulding. And That's the look he just rocks. Sounds yeah. different. And, yeah. yeah. I've been meaning to watch some of his older stuff just to see if I could tell if Captain Spaulding was already in there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. Because about that. The, what was it, a coffee? Or C-O-F-F-Y? Yeah. That's one. That's one. I think that's the second. That's one of the ones that got a lot of recognition. And then uh, there's another one with shit, man. The ones he got most famous for was, you know, the Rob Zombie films. He was they in were. all Rob Zombie's films. He had some spot in them. Yeah. I think um, that'll just solidify it into the, the cult classic that it's that it is. Yeah, absolutely. I mean... And it's, it's crazy to say that. It's... It's not even out of theaters, but I mean, that is just going to solidify it. Captain Spaulding's character is going to live on forever. Mm -hmm. They'll be, I bet, man, you know, they got those cameos of those uh, Captain Spaulding's fried chicken and gasoline commercials from all the other movies. Mm -hmm. You can still run them, dude. Oh, yeah. Still get the Captain Spaulding estate some money, too, which, I mean, I'm sure he doesn't. I'm sure they don't have to worry about that with as long as he's been in movies and TV and shit. Mm-hmm. I remember I always wanted to meet him, man. He was supposed to be at a convention I went, like a tattoo convention I went to. Mm-hmm. He had to cancel the last minute. Oh, wow. Yeah. For health reasons. Mm-hmm. It was in Kentucky. It was uh, the Western Kentucky Ink Fest like two years ago. Okay. Yeah, that's... Uh... He was a great actor, though, dude. Like you said, you didn't even know it was him yeah. in some of those movies. Like in Jackie Brown, had no idea. I didn't either. Had no idea he was the judge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, crazy. Was, That's I, crazy just thinking about that character, and I still don't see it. And <laughs> the thing about it is that uh, Quentin Tarantino wrote that part for Sid Hag because he wanted him in Pulp Fiction... But Sid Ag turned it down. Wow. Turned down Pulp Fiction. So Quentin Turn. Tarantino, yeah, he said that's it. I read him quoted as saying that's one of his biggest regrets. Was turning Tarantino down. Was turning Tarantino. down Tarantino for Pulp Fiction. That movie was banger. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. <laughs> that movie is a banger. And it pissed Tarantino off so much that he wrote the judge part in Jackie Brown just for Sid Ag. Yeah, that's wild. I, when I was reading that in that article, I'm like, holy shit. He turned down a part in Pulp which, think about it coming from, what was that, Quentin Tarantino's first or second movie? Pulp Fiction was the first, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was his first. And then Jackie Brown, second. Mm-hmm. Um, well, think about Quentin Tarantino coming to you as a first-time director to a person that's been in the movies and stuff since what 1967 yeah like, man I'm not studying your your uh, what is it Suncoast film festival. film festival movie yeah but it's got John Travolta in it who the hell is John Travolta you can hear Captain Spawn and being like yeah. who the hell is John Travolta yeah it's got Samuel L. Jackson yeah 
He's like on this weird kick to where he wants to be on more movies than anybody else. Yeah, yeah. That was <laughs> at the beginning of the motherfucker. <laughs> freaks come out at night. The freaks come out at night. I seen them. Let's give them something to move about. I'm one of them. There you go. Move. <laughs> All right. Area 51. Man, that they, it's even gotten to the point now where they're calling that shit a hoax all the way through. Like, saying the Facebook group was just a hoax. I think they're just trying to discredit it because he got so much, you know, so much steam. Pull. Yeah, he got so much steam behind it. You know, there was, like, celebrities, like, big-time celebrities behind it. The whole time, I just thought it was just a sham. You know, it's like... It seemed weird. Everybody is just having fun, you know? It seemed like a group to share memes with, that, basically. Yeah. Because, you know, I was a member of the group. I said I was going. Oh, hell. You know, and if it kept... <laughs> if it kept the going to fucking rescue alien shit going, I might have would have gone. Then they started showing each other their vapes and their, you know, their pictures of, I don't know, memes. Their animals. Their gift stuff, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And it got weird, and I just kept following it just to see if it ever went back, and it never did. It never went back. And then it turned out that, like, grand total of about 75 people showed up to actually Area 51. How many? 75. Actually, the gate at Area 51, one of the gates at Area 51, 75. Wow. Yeah, out of the how many three billion or three million people said they was coming? <laughs> yeah, seventy five. Way to go, way to go, folks. It'd been funny if it was all like fifteen celebrities. Dude, if it had been all the celebrities and they were just hanging out, that would have been hilarious. <laughs> and then like but nobody bought in. <laughs> one guy got arrested. There was another dude detained. That's about it. I mean, it was never. But. Uh, a bigger number gathered outside town. Yeah, well, there was 1,500 that came to cities surrounding Area 51. So they were close by, and I figured somebody would have started raiding. I mean, you need to get a running start if you're going to raid a military base, so mm. cities surrounding, I will go on ahead and start trucking towards the base. That way you got the momentum. Or you die of exhaustion running through the desert on the way, one of the two. Yeah, I think the second's more probable for me. Yeah, that would, definitely for me. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I would make it out of town, so I probably wouldn't die. I just probably would give up. I was like, guys, I'm going to lead the coalition inside of a vehicle. Yeah, I'm about to get in my car and we're going to roll out there. You need a ride? Yeah. $3,000. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're, not, we're just going home. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going home, man. I've been out here. I've seen it now. Yeah. I've done it. We should go to Roswell. They have a museum. Yeah. We'll hang out over there for a little while. Yeah, they're friendly with aliens in Roswell. That's such a wild thing, man. Like, I, I imagine, believe, I imagine in two years, because I don't see this like being remembered for a long time. Facebook remembers. Oh, yeah. Facebook will keep it relevant. Yeah, Facebook will remember, you know, memories. And it'll forever be a, a damn meme, though. Yeah. Remember when we were going to storm Area 51? Yeah. Or remember when 75 of us stormed Area 51? 74, because one got arrested. Do you think it'll be one of those stories, like the uh, grandfather's going to tell his grandchildren, be like, 
yeah, I was the one that got detained. I was afraid of – I'm afraid of what what the stories will be that we have to tell our grandchildren, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's going to be hard to explain some things. Yeah. I wonder – like, even Bigfoot, like, how long is that just going to – how long is that just gonna hang around? Forever, man. Heroes get remembered, but legends never die. Remember, Samlight told us that. Damn right, the Bambino. Yeah, heroes get remembered, but legends never die. I've been thinking about that about Sid Hag all day. Really? Yeah. It's <laughs> a good segue. All right, let's close this thing out with um, the vaping crisis. I don't know if you can really call it a crisis, more of a. I don't know. I think it is. You know, I think you're right. We're calling it a crisis, man, because there's so much misinformation out there. You know, there's so many people. Because now, everybody that had the smokers hack that lingered over to vaping when they started vaping still got that smokers hack. And now, since there's some kind of negative stigma with vaping, they're like, "Oh no, vaping caused this cough." No, nobody. Them two and a half packs a day of cigarettes he was smoking caused that little... <clears throat> Vaping's trying to help. It's probably not good either. Probably not good either. It's not as bad as they're saying it is. Somebody got paid for this, man. There was some money exchanged hands. Well, I don't know, man. We, I mean, some of the, some of the deaths that I've seen is... Uh, I don't know. Like I, I've never really done any kind of vaping in any, any kind of capacity. But I mean, I vape the nicotine and I vape the cartridges, and it makes me feel better. Like vaping nicotine makes me feel better than smoking cigarettes. I just prefer it the old-fashioned way, man. I mean, analog, you know what you get. Yeah. You know what your risks are. It's been around forever. Mm-hmm. Vaping, it hasn't been around long. You don't know what the risks are. Yeah, so, I mean, I was always skeptical of that, you know. I just, uh, I'm just going to hang right here. I say the, the vaping, the, the, the flavors, I don't see that as a big deal because other countries are vaping nicotine flavor, and none of them are dying. Nobody's dying anywhere else. So I'm saying I don't think the ones that are catching the blame, that was the problem. No, it's not. It's not nicotine. It's not nicotine shops because if you're selling in a vape store if you're selling your juice in a vapes to a vape store you have to have tests and you have to have ingredients because anything you sell to the public has to have ingredients it's the problem is these counterfeit cartridges that are people are tampering with that's the thing you don't know what you're getting that's the thing man you're buying it as one thing, and it's not what they're saying it there's is. Not, there's not enough honesty like with that because the dude's just trying to make a quick buck. And I don't think there's enough honesty uh, going out about what these kids were doing now that they're getting sick. Um, I think everybody's trying to say, well, I was vaping. I was my jewel. My yeah. jewel. Or mm-hmm. That's where the blame go. You know? some, something else. I don't want to tell mom and dad that I was buying cartridges off the streets. Even even in a state. You know what's you... unreal to me? It's like, uh, man, I remember when they took cigarette commercials off TV. 
Like, do you remember being a kid and still seeing like Marlboro? Oh Man? yes. Oh man. You remember that? The Newport commercials were the best. Yeah, and so it's so crazy, like almost fifteen years now, that to see a Jewel commercial on the television. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you remember? Well, the Blue Man even back up further than that when the Blue first came out. That was like the new alternative to smoking. Yeah. And it nobody died when the blue came out. Nobody died when the jewel came out. The thing is, like either way, it's still not a great habit. It's not. It's not good start. for you. It's not a good thing. It's not a healthy choice to make no. for sure. No. Like you say, going analog—that's probably your safest route if you're gonna put something in your lungs. Analog cigarettes definitely the way to go. Mm. Old fashioned. Yeah, man. That I mean that you know what you're getting into. You know what you signed on to. You know what you're getting into. I see it. It's been proven. You know you may or may not. Yeah. And then with vaping, you don't know. You don't. You don't. You, you, don't, have, you don't have any kind of. You don't clue. have any statistics. You don't yeah. have anything to know. Because what's it been around? Maybe maybe fifteen years tops. If vaping. That, you know. You know if that. If fifteen that. years. But really rising the popularity in the past, what, four or five years? I'm going to say, yeah, four to five. And now it was at a peak, except with what's going on somewhat, with all these cases cases popping up all over the place. And see, that's what trips me out, is why now? Why now? What's what's the reason now? Well, somebody was taking a hit, so something had to happen, I think. Yeah. If you want to go conspiracy. Yeah, I mean... But then again, it was just people, like you said, it goes back to um, there was no honesty in what was re-put back into that cartridge. Yeah. there You, you don't know what you got. You didn't buy it from the place that made it. Mm-hmm. You bought it from Joe Blow on the street. Yep. Joe Blow may have put blow oil in there. And then there you are, smoking Joe Blow's oil. Mm-hmm. And you're wondering why, man, I don't know what's going on. Something's wrong. And then you go, you're you're mad because you go and contact the company, like, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, what? That's not a thing. Yeah, that doesn't happen, actually. And you're like, da, da, da. And they're like, oh, no. But no, that doesn't actually happen. So it's so much, It's you know, it, it all goes right back, dude, to the the stem of the problem. Is we just need to legalize reefer, man. Boom. Federal legalization, federal regulation, federal, I know it would suck. I mean, it would be NBC store. Whereas, you know, you got the ABC store and it'll be government-regulated reefer, government-regulated THC levels, and if you're caught with a THC level higher than the government regulation, it's illegal. My biggest thing, man, and I said it a little bit earlier, is that why I want it to happen is the uh, effect it would have on the economy. It would absolutely I, change our economy for the better. I think that it would... It would uh, hurt pharmaceutical, which is huge. And that's what a lot and, of your political lobbyists are pharmaceutical companies. That's right. And then it would also take money away from cotton. But your foreman is still as strong. It just has to, uh, you know, just have to change. 
your if, your plant. If the farmer would just look at the you know. Their, but right now, if you were to be getting that license and get growing that hemp, there's a lot of money there right now. I mean, yeah, you could have even have a three acre plot of hemp and I, industrially sell it. Yeah. I was talking with a buddy, and he was like, "I've considered like doing a greenhouse." Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> He's like. I think what would come out of a greenhouse would be enough money until it just got really popular. Yeah, absolutely. And then if I was making enough money, I would uh, do that full-time and quit my job. Really? And just be a farmer, you know, and that was... You know, that's me. I want to grow. I want to go somewhere where I can grow, man. I don't mind having a green thumb. But I think as it catches on and, like, things like this come out, it's like... Oh, I think I might found something I might look into doing, you know. So yeah. it might be overflooded just like engineers and other. But think about what you're doing, man. You put your hands in the dirt. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to be said about somebody puts their hand in the dirt, man. I mean, think about it. We're so far away from putting our hands in the dirt these days. True story. What's of the earth is of the greatest worth. That's right. You need, you know. We told everybody you needed to be lawyer, doctor, engineer. Well, you need to, we need many doctors. We don't need many lawyers. We don't need any more engineers. Hmm. We need people that's willing to put their hands in the dirt, man. We got to figure out some way to eat. The people that's making our way to eat right now, they're going to die off. Or you don't want them in your country. Yeah, or you don't want them here. Made our way to eat. Now now agriculture's suffering because you can't... I don't want to go pick fucking peas. Imagine, like, being an apple picker. Yeah, I don't want to go pick apples. Man, I remember growing up and having... I avoided it like it was a plague as much as possible. Yeah. And now I'll, I'll have a garden, but it'll be a small garden, like maybe four or five plants. Just enough for you. Yeah. Well, four or five plants in one thing be a lot for... No, that's enough for whoever. You know? Yeah, that's enough for the, the community. Yeah, but uh, I hated going out to pick peas and, like, picking oh, blueberries. No, no, and, I mean, that's the worst part. I don't really mind the growing process. No. I don't mind, like, the getting the ground ready. Yeah, no, I'll hoe out there all week. Yeah, I just hated, like, picking and then shelling. Shelling. Hated that shit. Yeah, and that's why, you know. Think about pecans. That's why I think pecan, you know, what's yeah. this pecan place? I, I think that's why he's been in business in West Point as long as he has. Hell yeah, because he's, he's, he's shutting I don't, I don't mind picking pecans up. I just don't want to crack them. Yeah, you got a thing for that. You can get a thing, dude. Have you seen the thing? I still don't like doing that. The spring? Man, I like just opening up a Ziploc bag and having pecans. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Right, I, I don't want to go through the trouble every time I want one. It's like a pistachio. Yeah. But what's crazy is I don't like a pistachio about the shell. Really? I'd rather go through the work, man. It's something about, like, just, you know. Yeah, you got to pop the thing. and I crack it open in my mouth. Ah. But, yeah. It's like you get all that salt off the shell. Mm-hmm. It's good. Yeah, man, we need, you know... You talk a lot, you know, we talk a lot about all this stuff. But really, dude, you need to be getting more people putting their hands in the dirt, man. Yeah. We're running out of stuff to eat. 
I'm going to be hungry. When I'm hungry, I'm going to be mad. There's going to be a lot of mad folk. Be a lot of mad people. I'm fat. <laughs> you ready to walk this thing out? Whenever you are, man. Yeah, man. We'll close out right there. Well, brother, it's been another episode of Porch Talk. It has been. Off the deep end. Off the deep end into many holes. Rabbit holes and, you know, wherever you want to go, man. I'm Big John. I'm out of here. Peace. Peace. News and notes. Hey, thank you so much for listening. Would love to hear your thoughts on some of the things that we covered on this episode. You can drop that on uh, on our Facebook page, or you can uh, oh, you can write that on any of our social medias, Twitter or whatever you want to do. Just uh, throw a line out there. If you haven't done so already, rate and review the show. It helps out a lot as far as uh, visibility for others to find it. Share it with a friend. Put it on uh, put it on your social media if you're bad. In close, here's some notes. Going to go back to That Bad Little Kitty by Taylor Hollinsworth. Going to play a song called Damn Boy, What's Wrong With You? All right, I'm out of here. Peace out. in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.